Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Hey, Pat, got a question for you. If, um, if a slap happened at the Oscars and nobody watched, did it happen? Save your, I'd have to see it to believe it. Or to see it to believe it. Save save it? Because we're going to talk about that in the afterthought. Yes, that's right. There was a uh, a physical altercation, shall we say, at uh, yesterday's or last night's Oscars. Um, and literally nobody was watching. Um, so, so we will discuss that in the afterthought, uh, which you can get by being a subscriber and a subscriber only to criticalthinking.locals.com. Become a critical thinker today. If you're watching on the Rumble feed for this show, very simple. Just click the join button um, in the upper right-hand corner, right next to the subscribe button for Rumble, which you should already have done. And of course, you can find it um, right in the description uh, if you're listening via podcast. And you can get a free month up until the end of this month, so just a few more days. Um, But you can get one free month from the time that you sign up by using the code new era again that's new era use that code otherwise it's two dollars a month or twenty dollars a year you take your pick uh we appreciate each and every one of you that will be supporting us um, but you will get the uh discussion of the oscar situation in the afterthought today because frankly while uh entertaining i guess um there are much more pressing matters that are happening in the world um and that's because um <clears throat> we continue to allow the dementia-riddled president to speak. And I... What have I... Well, let's put it this way, Pat. What What are the two things that I have contended as the reasons why um, any sort of vote for Joe Biden was dangerous? What were the two reasons, Pat? Foreign policy... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and his cognitive decline, in other words, the crap that comes out of his mouth. Correct. Mm-hmm. And um, we just saw it on full freaking display last week as he went to Europe and just gaffed his way throughout the central part of the European continent. And... Here's here's the rub with all of this, Pat. Because for me, the the biggest issue is that we don't live in a time in which <laughs> he's just Uncle Joe. He's just he's just silly. We don't live in that time anymore. We live in a very serious, very dangerous, 
and consequential time. We have Russia invading Ukraine. We have both sides fighting over who is or isn't committing war crimes against the other, right? Over the course of the weekend, all oh, the the uh, Ukrainian uh, military is is indiscriminately killing POWs and torturing them against the Geneva Convention. D- do we know that to be true? Do we how how do we verify that? Right. On the other side, we've got the uh, mayor of Mariupol alleging that the Russians, who, by the way, 50% of that city is ethnically Russian, alleging that they are just going around and killing everybody, just indiscriminately killing people against the Geneva Convention. And yet our president has had to walk back not one, not two, at least three, if not four, separate incidents that could have and might still put us on the brink of we don't ever come back from it kind of war. And I want to play this, this clip first. And then get your reaction to it. And this was um, President Biden speaking in front of some troops, um, I believe, when he was in Poland. Uh, But just listen here, Pat. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people standing standing in the middle of front of a damn tank, just saying, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. <clears throat> so, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Why is he telling, first of all, why is he telling our soldiers what they're going to see in Ukraine? Are, th- are they being sent to Ukraine? Uh, that, that's This, folks, is why words do matter. In foreign policy, words and actions matter. Now, what you didn't see from that grainy video, it well, maybe you didn't see it, but when you zoom in on the video, there is a there is a black soldier standing up, uh, you know, in the background, right? You can literally see him go into full face panic mode, like he hears those words come out of the president's mouth. His eyes get big, and then he just rolls his eyes and does what the, you know, the head roll thing at the end of the video. If you watch it more than once, what purpose of you're going to see? You're going to see women, young people standing, standing in the middle in front of a damn tank, right? When you're there, at what point in time are these troops going to be there? Mr. President. Furthermore, if if they're going to be there, I mean, isn't that basically a declaration of war against Russia at this point? Correct. And, and um, Pat, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we can't just indiscriminately go and put troops in. I'm pretty sure in this instance, this requires an act of Congress. It It, it does. And it always should have, by the um, way. Right. I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I'm just saying at, at what point, because, I mean, Putin could take this. I mean, the Russians could take this as a threat right now. Mm-hmm. But right. I forgot, Pat. This wasn't a, a foreign policy NATO tour. This was a tour of gaslighting. Because... Immediately, and I mean immediately after this, the administration had to say this. The president has been clear. We are not sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, and there is no change in that position. So then what was this? Then then why did he say it? Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what was this? Okay. 
That's a very good question, isn't it, Pat? It, it really is. I would like to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially if we're going to send our brave women and sh- our brave men and women over there. Yep. And we're going to get into a, yet another, at least for us, needless war. I want to know why. I, w- I want to know what the logic is. I want to know why. I want a justification for it. I don't have one. Well, there's more gaslighting that came out of this trip, Pat. I'm sure there was. Because um, remember this from um, Saturday. So just two days ago. Uh Uh-huh. Ending his speech in Poland, quote, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. But is he referring to Vladimir Putin? Correct. What, first of all, okay, how how is he going to uh, remove Vladimir Putin from power? That's a, it's an interesting choice of words, isn't it? It really, really is. I mean, it, uh, say what you want about the Russian elections and, and how Russia does all of their government and stuff there. Vladimir Putin is their prime minister. He is their leader. But right. yeah, he's their president, prime minister. Pre- I forget. Yeah, he's yeah, all yeah. the things to all the. Right. He is their supreme leader. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So you're saying you're saying that he cannot remain in power. Okay. What exactly are you going to do about it? But Pat, because don't you know that's not what he said? What do you mean that's not? He just said it. The White House tells us that the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin, he was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. What the okay, what what is it that he said exactly again? For Will God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Okay, what is that supposed to mean then? Explain that to me, because the the apparently the White House doesn't understand what those words mean. Apparently, Joe Biden doesn't understand what those words mean. So what does it actually mean? How, mm, it's a very, very poor choice of words. And we're, again, when it comes to foreign policy. Especially, especially when it comes to your enemy. Words matter because Vladimir Putin hears this. He could take that as a threat. He could take that as a threat to his sovereignty, not necessarily what he's doing in Ukraine, but to his sovereignty in his own country. So. You expect me to believe that that what our president is saying and doing when it comes to Russia is a good... We are playing with freaking fire. No, 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 no. I take that back. We are playing with nuclear war and Russia. We are playing with World War III, the beginnings of World War III, and... We have probably the most incompetent, well, see, incapable, incapable is a better word, incapable president that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Thank you for correcting that because it's not incompetence. And I've seen so many people on the the right side of Twitter, if you will, right? Mm. Talk about his incompetency. No, it's not incompetency. It, that would require an ability to be competent, right? right. Incompetency re- means that somebody also has the ability to understand what they're doing. This right. man has no cognitive ability to think in the moment. This is the problem with dementia or Alzheimer's or um, dementia within have. Parkinson's, which is what I right. believe when you see him walk, when you see him move, 
compared to 10 years ago, Pat. If you were to look right. at even five years ago, Joe Biden versus today Joe Biden, you watch him, cl he's clenching his fists all the time, right? And it's and it's rigidity, and it's um, his shuffling of his feet, and all of those things. I am telling you right now, having lived through this with a grandparent, this is Parkinson's. This is dementia inside Parkinson's, and they refuse and, to acknowledge it. And this is this is this is the foreign policy of a feeble old man. And congratulations, by the way, to hmm. all of you bullshit Karens in the suburbs. Go bleep yourselves. I, I'm being serious by this because I, I want you to think about this, right? President Mean tweets. He was competent. He was capable. On the world stage, who do you want? President Mean tweet or or uh, oh, uh, uh, when you go to Ukraine. Um, oh, by the way, Pat, I'm not done yet because there's oh. a third gaffe. And it's not okay. even a gaffe, by the way, because it comes with gaslighting again afterwards because on thursday when he said this about russia if they were to use chemical weapons in ukraine quote it would trigger a response in kind okay so what does that mean and and, and by the way who's going to be using those chemical weapons When when you say a response in kind, I mean, is Ukraine going to use chemical weapons? Because I mean, that 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 would be one thing, right? That would be bad. Are we talking about NATO? Are we talking about us? Like like, who are we talking about in terms of use of chemical weapons here? Well, his cleanup crew, including National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, the U.S. had no intention, has no intention of using chemical weapons, and that Biden meant. <clears throat> that Russia would pay a severe price. If that's what he meant, he would have bleeping said it. Isn't that what he just said? I, I'm sorry, but why, why are we being told... Why is he saying one thing? Like, like literally, we're hearing him say one thing, but then we're being told five minutes Had later... Word, words have no meaning. What's a woman? What what's a chemical weapon? What's a Putin? What's uh, a I'm war? Sorry, but I'm 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 not a I'm not a uh weaponologist. Oh man, I saw a good one on Twitter. Um this weekend now i can't remember it but it was absolutely brilliant it had everything to do with um like the i'm not a biologist but i know what a what a dog is it was yeah. absolutely priceless i i oh i had one that was uh is it raining i don't know i'm not a meteorologist yeah it was even it was even better than that it was ah i wish i would have all right, Pat, give, give a little talk here because I think I might actually have saved it. So let me see. I, so so here's, here's the thing. Like, I'm just, I'm done with this administration because this is literally the definition of peeing on your leg and telling you that it's raining. Mm -hmm. Th that is what this administration is doing to us right now. We literally have line by line of what this president has said when it comes to Russia and then not. Five freaking minutes later, we have his press secretary and other people in the media and other people in the administration telling us, oh, that's, that's not what he said. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. What did he actually say then? I mean, is he speaking another language that we don't understand? I mean, I, I speak English pretty well. And it, it, what is this? I mean, I, I really do not want, I, I do not want, unless it is absolutely necessary, unless Russia does something to us that is worth going to war over, 
and worth that declaration of war. I don't want to touch it. Say what you want about Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But our brave men and women are not worth what's going on in Ukraine. We've talked about this ad nauseum that what's going on in Ukraine and with Russia is bad versus worse. There is no good outcome here. None. Period. Now, Pat, yet, I, I, I have there's there's more because Sullivan continued to explain that he says, I won't go beyond that other meaning that Russia would pay a severe price other than to say the United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstances. I will just say with respect to any use of weapons of mass destruction, nuclear, chemical, biological, Russia would pay a severe price. Um, what does that even mean? Now, right. What is the severe price that they? You mean the sanctions that? Is it more? I was gonna say, is it more sanctions because that that's what? But that, but Pat, well. that's not about deterrence, right? Remember, we we've been told. Wait a minute. Three weeks ago, it was all about deterrence. Two days ago, it was about deterrence. Two hours ago, it was about deterrence. And now that it's not working as a deterrent for Russia to go to war, right? Because the deterrent for the the actions that we're taking is meant is meant to choke off and separate Putin from the people, right? Is to make the people so pissed off that they turn on Putin, right? That that's the goal. That's always been the goal of these sanctions is to take the oligarchs, right? The people who are surrounding him and allowing him to be in power and choke them off. And when they have no way to make their their dirty billions of dollars anymore creates the problem, right? And the problem right. gets solved by Putin being gone from power one way or the other. So, yes, it is a deterrent. It's supposed to be. Well, otherwise, why, what else are we doing with sanctions? And then furthermore, my, my other point with this is if we have no intention of using any of these weapons ever, under any circumstances, period, amen, why do we have them? Why do we have a nuclear weapon? Why do we have chemical and biological weapons? Why? Mutually assured destruction. But it's not mutually assured destruction. It's not. not because we case. just told you that under no circumstances, period, there's no line in the sand. If you use chemical weapons, we will use them back at you. That's not. No, no. Under no That's circumstances. Mm -hmm. None. There is no circumstance in which we will use it. Then why do we even own them? If we are unwilling to do it, right? For instance, when I go back to World War II, the thing that most people don't understand when they talk about Hiroshima and Nagasaki, or Hiroshima and Nagasaki, depending on how you want to pronounce it, what they don't understand is the reason those things happened is because it was, oh, you're going to fight to Tokyo? You're going to use every man, woman, and child on the Japanese island? Okay. How about this? We just end it right now, or are we going to continue to level every city that we can until you say, uncle? Japan was willing to fight to the last man, woman, or child until we said, ah, how about this? It was used as not a deterrent, not as a bargaining chip, but as a, we're going to turn your own people against you. You caused this. We, we are not going to sacrifice another life of one of our troops in this stupid land invasion of the Japanese islands, right? We're, we're just not going to do it anymore. So you got two choices. Come to the table or we're just going to flatten you into the 10th century. And while it's barbaric and bad and nasty, that's the reality of war sometimes. The reality of war is that it is barbaric. The reality of war is that it is nasty. That it is deadly. That it's no good side necessarily. 
Right? Can we can we tell you stories of the of atrocities that happened on both sides in World War II? Oh hell yes, we could. Sometimes those things happen. But generally speaking, no. Now, the other part of this is with Russia. You also have to be really careful of your terminology here because they don't subscribe to the Geneva Convention, by the way, anymore. They haven't for most of Vladimir Putin's reign as premier president, uh, you know, prime minister, whatever title he holds. And yet this is our president. At four different times in his trip to Europe, we could have been at actual physical war with Russia because of the language used by this president. Because it's not just the language and the walking back of the language, right? It's that there are likely back-channel talks, right? There are likely the State Department talking to their equivalency in both Ukraine and Russia, right? Now the president is speaking differently from the State Department. Now you've got a, a lot, not everybody in lockstep anymore. This is why elections have consequences. And so thank you to each and every one of you Karens out there. I just don't like the mean tweets and he's a mean guy. You've got dementia-riddled Joe Biden putting us on the brink of nuclear war. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times in one trip. Uh, what was that, Pat? But Andrew Coppins, you, you, you forget that uh, Donald J. Trump, you know, almost put us in World War III with Iran. And uh, his foreign policy was just, you know, dangerous and unpredictable. Yeah. And notice who stopped attacking us. Or more importantly, when they did attack us, notice what we did in, in response. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're a top general? Bye-bye. Uh, oops. He had a boo-boo. <laughs> notice, notice what happened. We led with, we're crazy enough to do it, and then we did it. We we followed our words with actions that were commiserate with the words. Notice who wasn't necessarily rocket manning all over the world during this presidency. And notice who is rocket manning now, right? We just saw an ICBM get launched from, oh, North Korea last week. Oh, we're, we're, we're back to that now. Okay. Right. And oh, by the way, Pat, um, do you know what we are doing in Southeast Asia right now? What are, what are we doing in Southeast Asia right now? We are wargaming with uh, the Philippine army. Okay. <clears throat> because we're not going to commit troops. We're going to get the Philippines to be the ones that will commit the troops to Taiwan. Because, you know, um, China won't see us arming and wargaming with the Filipino people as a provocation to war. Like I said, shiny thing, pay attention to the other hand for the love of God. The the Phil the Philippines. Yes. I mean I, I nothing against the Philippines, but th that's what we're gonna put up against China? Well, we're going to use them first, uh -huh. right? 
so that yeah. we can say that, hey, hands off, we're not going to war with China, right? Because remember, Apple, I don't Nike, see that ending well. Dell, Microsoft. I could go on and on about the companies that use Uyghur slave labor to make their toys and their software and their hardware and God knows what else, right? Their shoes and everything else. I, I, I don't see this ending well. You're correct, but... At the end of the day, this comes down to this for me. If ever there's a time to use the 25th Amendment, now is that time. Literally now. We we don't have... So one of, one of two things is true, or thirdly, both of them are true, and fourthly, all of it is bad. So the number one thing is he has dementia, and he doesn't know what he's saying. Or he is an absolute imbecile and we were just gaslit. And if both of those things are true, what in the actual hell? And if only number one is true, what are we doing allowing this man anywhere near decisions when it comes to foreign policy, when it comes to war, when it comes to you know, sending troops and missiles and weaponry into potential battle. What are we doing? You know, maybe maybe we save this conversation for another day. But are are we really willing? I I'm, I just want to put this out there: Are we really willing to trade an incapable board president for an incompetent president? Yes. Yes, because we because that's, that's exactly what we we. we, we that's exactly what we would be doing is that that would be the trade-off because Kamala Harris is capable. She's just incompetent. Yes. And I will trade that for unstable any day of the week. And here's why unstable. Just put us on the international stage this close to what, what would have if we step foot into Ukraine in any any way, shape, or form. Putin's already done thermobaric bombs, right? You think he's right. not capable of using chemical weapons? He's used chemical and biological weapons on dissidents from Russia all over the world. Right. I just... Something is going to happen and I look at it from this perspective, right? Even if Kamala Harris is incompetent and a buffoon and a um, not nice human being to her staff and, and those around her, at least there's a, at least a modicum of some competency there, right? To be able to, to comprehend, and while she isn't, terrible speaker and an awful politician at least she is capable of understanding the consequences of the words that come out of her mouth you would assume it, 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 is she an awful politician though yes she is an awful politician she is lucky because of whom she is and the the lifestyle that she has chosen to live. Let's just put it that I, way. I see. I see what you did there. Okay. Mm -hmm. This that is the only reason that she has gotten where she has gotten. I see what you did there. Yeah. Okay. okay. That, that's, that's a fair assessment. That's the real assessment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because she came from a state, and this is what happens, by the way, when you are a one party rules them all type of a state. And, and I would argue you're seeing it in Utah right now with Spencer Cox. This is what happens when one party basically rules the state. You get this level of buffoonery rising to the top, right? How, right. how, does, how does this kind of incompetent individual become the attorney general of the state of California? One party rules it all. Right. And when she begins to <clears throat> climb the ladder, shall we say, um, 
this is what happens, right? It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with her actual qualifications to do the job. It has everything to do with the things that Democrats believe, right? And she checks all those boxes, right? Woman, woman of color, um, all of the wokeness, right? She says all of those right things. She checks all mm-hmm. the boxes. So she skates by not having to have any sort of a challenge to her intellect, to her ability to stand in front of people and be likable, to be a leader. You don't have to, by the way, to be likable to be a leader, right? You really don't. No, you don't. But you have to be able to inspire people, but you have to be able to to get people to to buy in. And she couldn't, and she can't. She didn't even make it on the first debate stage, for crying out loud. So, yes, while this whole topic could be another day and another time, uh, the reality of the situation in front of us is that two, two people or two groups of people deserve all of the blame for everything that is happening right now. And I want you to hear me. The Karens in, in the, um, the suburbs, that's you because you, you didn't like the mean tweets. Well, are you going to take the mean tweets and not going to war or mean tweets and, uh, or no mean tweets and cognitive decline? And I'm being kind when I say cognitive decline. And then there's a second group of people that deserve a lot of blame right now. And it is all the people around Joe Biden that are propping him up for their own personal gain. That's Dr. Jill Biden. That's Hunter Biden. That's everybody in the Biden crime family who have profited off of the name Joe Biden. And then every single one of those people around him in the White House on Capitol Hill those people in the think tanks and all of the the accoutrement, if you will, who know that they control the puppet strings, right? And they don't want those puppet strings to be cut because it's power, right? They have the power. Joe Biden's got no power. His words have power because of the position he holds. But it's all the people around him that hold all of the power. And if they use the 25th Amendment, what happens to their power? It begins to dissipate. Shame on the Karens and shame on the grifters who put their own personal power over doing the right thing. And I have long talked about the shame that Jill, and everybody else associated with Joe Biden on the familial side of things should be feeling right now. They should never have allowed him to have been put on this stage. It is heartbreaking to watch any person go through what what Joe Biden is going through, let alone on this public international stage. I don't know how you can look yourself in the mirror and say, hmm, this is the sickness that is in our American society. This is the sickness of the spirit of the age at work. This is it. So again, shame on the Karens and shame on the Bidens. Shame on both of you. I I would also throw in the never Trumpers in there too. Yeah, there weren't enough of them to sway the election, though. It, it's the Karens well, in, in, in the suburbs yeah. that lost him mightily, and you know that gave the election because um, we don't like the meanness, the the things that Donald Trump says. I, you can stew in your own poop for this. Y- you did it. So enjoy the fruits of your labor. Oh, wait, there are no fruits to enjoy. Now, with that having been said, Pat, um, 
why don't we uh, switch from that to a little bit of a lightheartedness and uh, let's play the beer, not the bee. Let's do it. All right. Why don't you lay that headline on me one time? All righty then. Today's headline University to offer world's first Masters of Arts in Happiness Studies. University to offer world's first Master of Arts in Happiness Studies. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. And uh, <clears throat> while I'm thinking about it, folks, if you haven't yet, go to thefundly.com. Help out American Pride Roasters. Um, they're, they were, last I checked, they were a little over fifteen thousand dollars. Still, just over fifteen thousand. The grand total right now, fifteen thousand six hundred and twenty dollars. So it has gone up a little bit over little time. Bit. But like mm -hmm. I've talked about, um, we'll, we'll see this probably increase the most in about thirty-five days. Yep, and so we would really appreciate that in terms of Dave and his his family could really use the help right now to get their their house going again, to get the business going again. The, any help that you can spare mm -hmm. would be appreciated. Exactly. So, okay. Well, um, today's headline again is university to offer world's first masters of arts and happiness studies. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. Oh, this is a really tough one, but I'm going to go with not the B on this one. I, I, I feel Pretty like sure. this is going to be something that a university does because um, I'm also going to go with, uh, did you see the Stephen Crowder act that took two years to, to put together uh are we talking about uh professor c matheson uh-huh <laughs> that that that's another story for another time but that was hilarious yeah that but so if 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 that's going on in academia this is happening too so i'm gonna go with not to be your logic is well-founded, sir. This is not the B. Yes! New Jersey <laughs> University to what? offer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What New Jersey University? Uh, it is specifically. I guess Please tell me it's not St. Peter's. It is not St. Peter's. It is Centenary? Is that how you say it? Centenary University in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Yeah. Huh? Yep, I, I know the university. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's that's the university. So the full headline, because I, I had to edit the headline a little bit because it would have made it super obvious. New Jersey University to offer world's worst masters of arts and happiness. And I don't see how the Chinese can ever catch up to us now. Um, sure, you could study something useful in a subject area and enjoy and find happiness in the chosen profession by being a useful, productive member of society and the ability to provide for yourself and your family. Yeah, you, you, you could do that. Or you could take the course that skips all the hard work stuff and just teaches you how to be happy from the get-go somehow. Uh, a New Jersey university is launching what is called the world's first Masters of Arts and Happiness. Center University's program will explore the implications of happiness for individuals, the workplace, and our broader society. According to the college's announcement, it's set to launch virtually in the fall and will cost students $17,700. Were I to explore the implications of happiness, one of them would be the implication of being $17,700 poorer today than I was yesterday. The student loan debt crisis also came a little clearer into focus. Um, now, Pat, um, this is coming from a Methodist university, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And also, by the way, from a college that was the very first in the United States of America to require service education as a condition of graduation. Mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Happiness studies. But here's, here's the thing, though, Pat. Mm -hmm. There's less than 1,200 students at this college, so I think we're okay. But that's, that's, not, that's not my problem with this. It, that, that really is not – if this is happening here, 
How long before uh, other major universities start adopting a Masters of Happiness studies? Could we use some more happiness in, in our lives, Pat? I would, uh, after today, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But am I going to spend $17,000 uh, to uh, get a master's degree in happiness? I don't know. Are you? Uh, I know I'm going to be $17,000 more unhappy if I spend that on that kind of program. <laughs> Alternatively, you could spend $17,000 on um, hallucinogenic drugs. And, and and obtain some happiness, Pat. Or alternatively, you could spend seventeen thousand dollars um, tithing to your church and and gain some happiness that direction. I think both of those are better options than than a master's degree <laughs> in happiness. Hallucinogenic <laughs> drugs and or uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. All right, so we do need to get into Rick Scott and his Rescue America plan here. Um, so we're going to go through this point number 10, by the way, of 11. So we got today and tomorrow to go through. Um, so we got $100. That makes me happy of uh, Izzo's Ponzi scheme money. Um, but today is an interesting one because point 10 is religious liberty and big tech. Uh, why are those two tied together? I, I don't understand it. But we're about to find out because Rick Scott says the Democrat Party and their big tech allies are not merely secular. They have virtually created a new religion of wokeness that is increasingly hostile towards people of faith, particularly Christians and Jews. They are determined to drive all mention of God out of public view. We will not be silenced, canceled, or told what words to use by the politically correct crowd. Interestingly enough today, Pat, um, I got told that I wasn't uh, allowed to use certain words um, because I happen to subscribe to libertarian beliefs. We'll talk about that in the afterthought. Um, so go to criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe, enter the code new era. You'll get one free month or spend $2 or $20 for the years long subscription um, to, to find out what I'm talking about. But um, Rick Scott says that Americans will not be required to go against their core values and beliefs in order to conform to culture or government. What? Anyway. He's going to continue to say that we will we will reject both the roots and adherence of cancel culture in America. Every American will be free to live out their religious convictions in the public square, not only in the home or a place of worship. We will forbid government programs from discriminating against the 350,000 religious entities which operate schools, pregnancy resource centers, soup kitchens, drug addiction programs, homeless shelters, and adoption agencies. All social media platforms that censor speech and cancel people will be treated like publishers and subject to legal action. We'll require big tech platforms like Facebook and Twitter to receive express consent, not as a condition of use, before using Americans' personal information in any manner and make it simple for users to opt out. Big tech platforms will also be required to obtain user consent to sell, share, or convey user data to a third-party entity. No tax dollars will be used to pay for any diversity training or other woke indoctrination that is hostile to faith. Churches and faith-based groups will not be forced to hire employees who disagree with their tenets and convictions. We will stop investing federal retirement dollars with woke fund managers and companies that put left-wing politics ahead of profit. Remember, the Second Amendment was established in order to protect the freedoms guaranteed in the First Of all the of all the points that Rick Scott has, I feel like this one is the one that doesn't make sense to me. It's not that what he's saying here that, that there aren't things here that I agree with. Mm -hmm. It's just I don't understand how this ties together. There are a few of these that I agree with, and I think one of them is churches and faith-based groups are not to be forced to hire employees who disagree with the tenets and their convictions, right? Sure. No, I, yeah, I get that. Um, I, I fully believe that because, right, because we're, we're told that the woke corporations should be able to do whatever is in their values, right? Right. So why can't religious and uh, faith-based groups do that, right? We, right. 
they're literally a values-based organization. That is why they exist. I also believe that every American should be free to live out their religious convictions inside the public square because we, we have so perverted the, the First Amendment, you know, this idea that there's a separation of church and state. That is not what the First Amendment says. The First Amendment is about the establishment of a national religion. And right. I would argue that right now we have an establishment of a national religion. It's just not a organized, you know, God-based religion. Right. We have one. If you don't adhere to that, you see it. You see it everywhere. You see it in academia. You see it in culture. You see it in music. You see it here. You see it there. But as for the rest of this, I don't understand how this all ties together. I really don't. I, I fail to understand how we're supposed to, um, we're not requiring to go against our core values and belief in order to conform to culture or government. How, how do you, what? What the hell does that even mean? I, I and what I mean by that is, how do you put a, what? How is government going to do that for us? Are we creating a law here? Are we, what are we doing? All right. On that confusing note, um, do not forget to join us for the afterthought, Pat and everybody else. Um, I'm at the Coppin show. He's at the Pat Oni show. You can follow us on all the social media. And of course, do not forget to become a critical thinker by simply hitting that join button or the uh, link in the description. If you are listening via podcast, um, but Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. I feel like I, I, I'm having to say this a lot lately, but uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And let's go, Brandon. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547.